0: Sasha. Hey Courtney. I'm looking to burn $999. What can I do with it? I don't know. Uh maybe go to Fire Festival? No, I'm gonna join Jared Leto's cult, cause it costs $999! That's it! That's the joke! It's spoop hour! <laughs>
1: Back to Spoop Hour, a paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. This is Hug
0: Pucker. There it is. <laughs> You'll learn what that means next week. Yeah. <laughs> this is Courtney. I don't yeah. get a cool nickname. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, as
1: always, find us on the internet at Spoop Hour on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at SpoopHour at gmail.com with any spooky stories and all other things. We're actually going to be sent doing a call to... We're doing a call to arms. arms. A call to, call to action. A call to action. A call to arms. Yes. Uh, so, in celebration of
0: our third anniversary. Yes. Our 3rd pot is on September 5th. So when this episode goes up, I believe that's this Saturday. Yes. So this Saturday is our 3rd anniversary So we're doing our anniversary episode next episode. So not this one, but the next one. We did a fun activity. We might do another fun activity that you'll hear about. We would also like to do another Q&A. So, if you're a new listener who missed our past Q and A opportunities, or if you have burning questions you want us to answer, you can email spoopourgmail.com, reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram. Our DMs are open, and you know, ask anything. Like, just yeah. any Q. It doesn't have to be spooky related. It can be, obviously, but it doesn't yeah. have to be. You want to ask us about baked goods or ice cream? That's fine too. Yeah, we're also looking for what are your favorite spooky things. Mm -hmm. favorite cryptid
1: favorite weird thing favorite mythology favorite scary place bunny man bridge came up during one of my meetings this week which was really funny so yeah like if you have like a weird creepy thing that you like and it's your favorite thing tell us
0: did anything spooky happen to you this week
1: yes i remembered that every man is awful that is true every man except for hosier but i will say Certain men have gone back into my good graces. That's good. So that's good.
0: Oh, yes. When I say not all men, I exclusively mean Hosier. A little bit of lightness before I get into my spooky thing. Hosier accidentally sent to his public Instagram Ah, stories. He used the handsome Squidward filter, and the resulting chaos really made this week for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was good. Because when I say not all men, I exclusively mean Hosier. And I won't apologize for it. Yeah. So my spooky thing... My grandma passed away. When we're recording this, she passed away yesterday morning. We knew it was coming a couple days ago. She had a good long life. We're, you know, we're hanging in there. But what's spooky about my grandma passing away is she passed away specifically at 545 Eastern time yesterday morning. Oof. I woke up at 545 Eastern time yesterday morning and rolled over and looked at my phone because I was like... I should check to see if I've gotten the text saying, you know, she's passed. And I didn't have anything. And I had the thought as I was falling back to sleep, son of a bitch, she is still gonna outlive all of us, because that's (laughs) something that I've said before, and I'll say it again. And then my mom told me when she passed, and I was like, Oh. Oh, that's oh. And in in her honor, I will tell you, I was having a dream that I was hanging out with slash trying to hook up with Niall DeMarco. (laughs) And I think that would I think she would be happy that I was dreaming about a hot man. At the moment she came to visit me at five forty five in the That's morning. So wow.
1: So. That's kind of, that remind just reminds me of like all of the weird things that happened like when my uncle Gary passed. Yeah. And like my uncle Eric got a bunch of phone calls afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh yeah. Spooky. I guess yeah. Yeah. We both that could be spookier. We have, I was gonna say we, we both have a that in common <laughs> for we this do. terrible, We're, terrible summer.
0: It's yeah. It has been a cruel, cruel, cruel summer. Is it the Bengals who said that? I think it was the the Bananarama. Bananarama, yeah. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, we both lost a grandparent this summer. We did. But we are still friends. And also, stay tuned (laughs) till next... We are still friends. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, stay tuned for a next episode when we talk about a thing that really like showed off the
0: bonds of our friendship. Yes, for once um, we had someone vaguely psychically affiliated not tell me to eat you from my life. Yeah,
1: we actually got a good reading that said that we're good friends. Yes. So that and was not really like, nice. You got to cut her loose, Courtney. She's yeah. just sucking you down. Right. <laughs> That was the other thing. Was oh, I when we were talking about our third uh, third pot anniversary is coming up. Yes, it's the end of August, which means that yeah, we've been friends for 16 years. Yep, we sure <laughs> yep. have. we yeah. sure we sure met in August of uh, 2004.
0: Yeah, Sorry. honestly, yeah. our our friend anniversary is probably very close to our pot anniversary because it was like the first or second week of school. Mm-hmm. So there's it was a good very chance. very close. Yeah, we're coming up on our 16th friend and our... Our, our friendship our, can drive a car. It can. Wow. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of our, our friendship. <laughs> Are you going to take it to get its learner's permit?
1: We can, we can go together. and We can take it yeah. out for ice cream afterwards.
0: We're going to go to Jenny's. Jenny's. We'll go to Jenny's. Not today's official sponsor, but sponsor of our hearts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So we do have a spooky story from Shaylin... This is Kaylin. the continuation from last week. She sent us a bunch of good shit. She did. And so I am going to read this to Courtney. And Not it. You, you didn't read it, did you?
0: No, I saw, like, the bold sentence, so uh-huh. I kind of know what it's about, but okay. I, didn't read, I didn't read the full version. It's, so here's, here's the new story. The only family
1: members ever willing to talk about my great-great-grandmother were my father and his brother-in-law, my uncle. So I don't have a lot of information. The first mention came from my dad. I don't recall the context of the conversation, but he told me that M had suffered a serious leg injury as a young girl and was forced by her father to spend an entire night sleeping alone in the woods on her mother's grave. Whether this was Uh... meant as punishment or some bizarre superstitious form of treatment, no one knows. But I've always wondered if maybe M was injured in the same accident that killed her mother and possibly even blamed for it. Whatever the case, I remember my dad pondering what such an ordeal might do to a young child's psyche. Some Mary Shelley shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, right off the bat. Coming in hot. (laughs) The second story was was where I first heard her referred to as a witch. My father's Mm. comment was so matter-of-fact that I assumed he meant it figuratively, as in she was just a nasty person. He told me she once stormed into a wedding celebration and stripped all the decorations from the walls while cursing the bride, groom and guests. That's some Maleficent shit. Right. Again, by cursed, I assumed he simply meant used profanity. Yeah, Yeah. fuck all y'all. But then he continued. His grandmother, B, who is Uh M's daughter, once told him that M would levitate her children and pin them to the ceiling whenever they angered her. If they cried or protested, she would then let them drop forcefully to the floor, then lift them up to the ceiling again. Bee and her siblings would remain suspended in the air, terrified until their mother let them down to complete their chores. The rest of what I know comes from my uncle. He married into the family and therefore was not a blood relation. He thought the stories were silly and the family's fears irrational, Uh but he also told me about an emaciated mangy looking dog who would emerge from the woods, bordering the house whenever M ventured out and follow her always at a distance wherever she went. It was only ever seen in her presence and supposedly left no prints or made any sound though. Some claimed they'd hear a low sinister growling behind the trees when walking past the house. Sometimes a few days before her death, Em came home, wild-eyed and panicking, whispering, they're coming, over and over. Outside, a large, noisy group of crows was congregating on the roof and in the
0: trees surrounding the house. How? I'm sorry. Everything you have said up to this point, I'm like, this is going to be the most batshit part of this story. Mm -hmm. And then you read the next sentence, and it's more batshit. It's more
1: (laughs) batshit. What is happening? So one particularly large crow perched on an outside sill and began pacing back and forth in front of the window, eyeing M intently and pecking at the glass as if trying to get in. M called her children and gave them explicit instructions on what to do once she died. Her body was to be wrapped in freshly killed deer skin and her coffin placed upright in a specific corner of the church. The family was then to hold a night-long prayer vigil without ceasing, no matter what might occur, until sunrise. Once she had passed away, the family dutifully followed her instructions and were praying in the church until about midnight when a ferocious wind began howling outside. Suddenly, the church doors blasted open, and a dark, nebulous mist was seen working its way up the aisle towards the coffin as the church walls resounded with a loud, shrill shrieking. The terrified family immediately fled to the rectory, where the priest had already been awakened by the unearthly wailing. Racing to the church, the priest found the doors wide open, but all else calm and orderly except for some windblown leaves on the floor and a tar-like, a trail of tar-like substance stretching down the aisle to the coffin. <gasps> M was buried, and a few days later, the family went to install her headstone. As they approached the plot, however, they noticed something sticking out of... And then... Did you say... Is there more? Oh, did, did, I, did I
0: cut it off? I'm so sorry. You better cut it off. Yes. Oh, the... no! Do you want me to read it?
1: Do you want, yeah,
0: go ahead if you okay. want me. Okay. To... As they approached the plot, however, they noticed something sticking out of the ground. Coming closer, they saw the bone thin chest and hindquarters of a mangy dog sticking out of the freshly dug grave. The soil around the animal appeared undisturbed, as if something had reached up and pulled the animal head first into the dirt. Oh, no! <laughs> I now have to like pour a- parcel my life out into before I heard this story and after I heard this story. I was like, "This is we're gonna need a brain cleanse after yeah. this. Just oh some my eye bleach." God, and this is like the fact that this is a family lore and not an episode of like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the gritty reboot. Oh my god! I just,
1: yeah, I'm like obsessed with the story now but also what the fuck yeah
0: i hate it but also i love it i love this so much but also what if it had ended at and then she knew she was gonna die because all the crows came i would have been like this is an incredible story honestly if it had ended at like she cursed the bride and groom at the wedding i would have been like what a great story but then it just kept going
1: it kept going and kept getting ter- more terrifying and amazing. Thank you, Shaylin.
0: Holy fush. <laughs> um,
1: uh, so if you have stories like that from your <laughs> family lore, please, please send them to us. Don't
0: hold out on I us. I have oh so my many God. questions. So many questions. Wow. <sighs> anyway, what are we talking about today? Nothing. We're just going to keep talking about that fucking story. (laughs) We're going to be talking about
1: nothing and then also Jared Leto.
0: And Jared Leto. Fuck that guy. So
1: we're talking about celebrity cults. And why are we talking about celebrity cults? We're talking about celebrity cults because a year ago, Courtney and I missed a... (laughs) We missed this big story about Jared Leto and 30 Seconds to Mars having a cult.
0: Yeah. How did we miss this? And then I postulated it's because it happened the same month... That I got bitten by the llama, yeah, so, and that was maybe. more
1: in our in our brains. And also, you you and I you were planning for a
0: conference, and That's I was training for a new school year. So we just had yeah. a lot. We had a lot, lot going, going on. on. It took us a year, but now we're here. And what the fuck, Jared Leto? Apparently, you pay nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. You bring your all white outfit, and you go to was it the Bahamas, like Fire Festival, or was it was it
1: somewhere else? Croatia. It was an island. Yeah, island re- retreat. Held in Croatia. And apparently, they had done other like camping trips, like in California and stuff, where fans would pay money to bring their own tent.
0: Yeah, if I'm paying <laughs> and, you money, you're setting me up. Yeah. Like, I don't have to bring shit except for myself if I'm mm. paying you $999. Right. So, yeah, so, it was yeah, crazy. You just had like a weird culty thing.
1: Yeah. And so, here's the thing is that like they call themselves the Echelon. Or the 30 Seconds to fa- Mars fans called themselves the Echelon already for some Which is reason. Already Which already a cult like, name. Instead of like Directioners or something that's like derivative of like yeah. the, the, you know, if they call themselves like 30 Seconds to Martians.
0: Mar- yeah, 30 Seconds Martians, to Martians would be cute.
1: Right? Huh. No, but no. actually, so apparently he's, they've been calling themselves a cult since at least 2013 where it was supposed to be like a joke in response to journalists being like, oh, you have like a cult-like fan base and him being like, ha, huh, yeah, we are a cult. But the uh, author of this article basically says that Jared Leto's uh, narcissism stretches beyond the bounds of normal celebrity yeah. in that he could basically found a cult and people wouldn't bat an eye because yep. he, he is that obsessed with himself. He's that narcissistic narcissistic yeah there's a photo from Instagram that's posted that he reposted from a fan that just says um, halo effect and it's him in like silver like robes and then has like (sighs) like a saintly glow around his head like in you know stained glass windows and paintings Mm -hmm. and then he's wearing like a very glittery cape behind him but he and like pearls and diamonds like around his hands so he looks like like kind of saintly imagery right Mm -hmm. And everything that they all wear at their cons- their shows, their concerts, and at the retreat is, like, all white. And he walks around basically dressed like Jesus <laughs> and yeah. has, like, all these young people sitting around on the floor with him while he's in the middle sitting on a chair and they're, like, talking. And it's just... It's actually kind of disturbing to look at. Yeah, that's some cult that, nonsense. Yeah, one, it's cult nonsense, and two, it's, like, this, like, very rich narcissistic person is yeah. like look at me look at me love me love me love me and doesn't think about like the trauma and like the exploitation that he's causing mm-hmm. so yeah fans even before this like cult thing they've done like contests before where appropriateness be damned the prize was a night sleeping in his bed and like eating breakfast with him uh, Camp Mars that happened last September in Malibu was, like Courtney was saying, $999 for two nights of outdoor campings. You bring your own tent and supplies.
0: And, and the, supplies? No, fuck And that. supplies. You're feeding getaway, me if I'm paying you $1,000. The
1: getaway includes daytime ac- outdoor activities like rock climbing and archery, 2 seconds two 30-second-to-Mars concerts, which the band calls Church of Mars. Ew! And then there's... there's increasingly expensive dorm options if you don't want to rough it but the only way you can sleep in a space that isn't shared with by strangers if you're not in a tent is to throw down six thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars for a vip experience so like you have to pay sixty four hundred dollars to be able to like stay by yourself at this retreat
0: so i have to bring my own shit. Mm -hmm. And share my own shit with people I don't know unless Mm -hmm. I pay $6,400 for the privilege of using my own shit. Right. And Uh. then there were day passes too, so you could still attend the
1: concerts and stuff, but it's $349. (laughs) And it includes some snacks and the caveat, this pass does not include a photo with the band. (laughs) Sorry. The band has charged before up to $900 for meet and greets. And sometimes... Like they'll be at the meet and greets, and they'll mm-hmm. wear. This is very pre-COVID the way yeah. they explain this, but they would wear surgical gloves, so they wouldn't actually like, have to like touch the fans Ew, that's or anything. Gross
0: and rude. Yeah. Like I realized um, that in COVID times, it means something very different. This means, is just a yeah. bunch of This, is, this is a pre-COVID also, thing. Yeah. Not to be too horny on Maine here, but if I'm paying nine hundred dollars to have a meet and greet with Hosier, the man is taking me out to dinner and telling me his life story. Yeah, at
1: least. So, <laughs> Some some perspective, back in 2015, Rihanna was big. Like, she's always yeah, been Rihanna, big. Yeah, Rihanna, yeah. But her meet and greets were still only a $116. Because she's not a monster. Yeah, Taylor Swift, even though I don't like Taylor Swift, when she does do meet and greets, she doesn't charge fans. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the funny thing is, like Jared Leto has called his band anti-greed before. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what this is.
0: For me, whenever I hear about Jared Leto, or Lito or however, he Uh, doesn't deserve to have his name pronounced correctly. Jared Potato. Jared Potato. That's an insult to potatoes. Actually, potatoes are delicious. Yeah. So Jared shit Shit Shitto. Jared Shitto. So Jared Shitto, there's a reductress article, and I just looked up the title so I could get it right, called, I'm a method actor and my method is being rude to the cast and crew. (laughs) He is the one I think of every time I see that reductress article. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's the Jared Shido article is that's my yeah. method I'm just horrible to everyone so we jump from there to like what if we just talk about celebrity cults because we meant to bring that up last week when we learned and we about just it forgot. and then we forgot because yeah. our brains are full
1: which the lipology lady you'll yes. hear more about this next week but she was able to guess that from our lip prints that she sure was. of us so
0: not thanks, well <laughs> lipology lady we're doing our best <laughs> yeah so, I'm going to talk about one celebrity cult. I'm going to be talking about two. I was going to talk about more than one, but then there was a lot with this one, so I was like, this is all I'm going to have time to talk about. Yeah. That was the other thing was that like yours was mentioned
1: in that article from KQED. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about Jared Leto's cult. Yeah. So like I I didn't click on it. I just like saw That's the fair. name in there and was like, "Oh, oh, yeah. okay, I get to hear about this one next."
0: Jared Leto's cult is like three it's 30 seconds away from being the one I'm gonna talk about frankly oh damn okay yeah. he's gotta he's gotta rein it in if he's not gonna be a fucking monster oh the other yeah. spooky thing that happened to me we lost power oh. this week oh yeah for a little bit at night and it was spooky. And then I read Twilight by Candlelight because I hate myself.
1: And then you texted me from your car because you were charging things. I right? did because
0: I was reading Twilight. And then my Kindle was like, you need to plug me in. And I was like, fuck. And I was F- like, I need to plug in my phone too so that I can sleep." Sorry, I forgot
1: you were reading Twilight on your Kindle. So yeah. when you said that you were reading by Candlelight.
0: I thought you were reading the, like, a no, physical copy. I of found the I, I'm reading a book book. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, alongside twilight a good one yeah. small gods by terry Pratchett. it's one of my favorite books mm-hmm. it was too difficult to read by candlelight because the book book doesn't have like the, the backlight light. yeah so <laughs> the i couldn't paper's read not backlit. that as effectively so i was like i'll just read eclipse i guess yeah i guess <laughs> i guess all right so
1: anyway my first cult is one that I think some of you guys may have heard of before. This is going to be pretty short because my other one's a little bit longer. And this one is just, like, pretty self-explanatory for, like, how stupid it is. <laughs> but it's called breatharianism. Yes! Or blef, Bre- breath... breath Brethren-
0: aria,
1: breatharianism? Breatharianism. Breatharianism. Breatharianism, yeah, okay. So. Breth- <laughs> Ariana Grande, got it. <laughs> so, here's a fact. Human beings, and indeed... All living beings need food and water to live. This includes plants, this includes animals, this includes humans, like we all
0: we all need that good shit. It's the fuel that <laughs> it's keeps such us That's a good go- introduction that that this is how you open it is to be like you guys, we we all need food and water. <laughs> we need that good shit, that good good shit that keeps That's, us alive. That keeps us from being shriveled husks of decay.
1: Right. Basically, it's the fuel that keeps us going, right? Without it, our organs will basically eat themselves, and we die a horrible death. We know this. We're all in agreement. Scientists know this. Doctors know this. You, if you've ever been hungry, like if you've been stranded somewhere and you didn't have food, you know this. And that feeling is painful and it's awful, right? Yes. But the only people who seem to not understand this are the (laughs) Brethrenarians.
0: <laughs> or the
1: breatharian, bre- Breatharians. Breath Breth- Breth-
0: Ariana Grandes, yes. Breath
1: Ariana Grandes. Yep. Who believe that humans can and should and must survive entirely on air and sunlight, <laughs> except for the leaders of Breatharianism. Oh, obviously. Who get to eat fruit and vegetable juice because they need their strength to run Breatharianism. Obviously. Right, obviously. So the rest of the cult, basically, is instructed to go as long as possible with only air and sunlight, often going upwards of three days without water and a week <gasps> without any kind of nourishment. Oh my eventually, God. Eventually to be allowed a small amount of juice. This has resulted in several deaths, including the very publicized one of Verity Lynn, who died alone in Scotland. Jesus. Basically starved to death by her own hand. Ugh. It's... Just like any other cult where there's lots of persuasion uh-huh. and also like abuse, mental abuse and verbal abuse to get you to forget that you have any like autonomy over yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, let's, let's, we're going to compartmentalize this a little bit, right? Uh-huh. So hippie diets and cleansing rituals. Are or not necessarily hippie, just like hippie dippy, right? Like yeah, just yeah, weird yeah. diets, cleansing rituals are very popular in Hollywood, right? Any t- mm-hmm. where there's like entertainment, but especially like Southern California.
0: Yeah, so it's not we put unrealistic standards on everybody's bodies, particularly women. Exactly. So
1: so, and then also it's very convincing, right? Especially if you're young and easily manipulated, you mm-hmm. want to fit in somewhere in Southern California, right? So it's no surprise that this cult has attracted celebrities. The most notable celebrity that this breatharianism uh, attracted is Michelle Pfeiffer. And Michelle Pfeiffer fell into the cult in in her 20s. And she was basically lured by her personal trainer's whom she also lived with at the time that oh. she was trying to establish herself in Hollywood. So like she was you know starting to get roles and was trying to like stay fit and thin for her because of the unrealistic body image and right. expectations. And she was living with her physical trainers who were breathar- breatharians. But in 2013 interview that was featured in Sunday Telegraphs magazine, that's called Stella, Michelle Pfeiffer basically claims that she didn't realize she was involved with a cult until she met her ex-husband, Peter Horton, who was working on a film about the Unification Church. Horton's research basically convinced Pfeiffer that breatharianism was a cult. It was like she was with her husband who was researching for a film about a cult. And she was like, like, this sounds "This sounds familiar. Yep hmm
0: (laughs) so so
1: that's where she was like oh i need to stop this
0: (laughs) yeah i think that's a thing that you know we've talked about cults a little bit before i think something we all need to remember is when you are in a cult you don't think i am in a cult right because if you thought that you wouldn't stay in the cult you'd go oh cults are bad i'm gonna get out
1: yeah so and that's sometimes hard to hard to realize when you're in it Valeria Lukyanov, who's a Ukrainian model, famously known for being the human Barbie doll. I'm sure you've seen photos of her at some point. She's actually opened up before in interviews about her diet of air and sunlight, specifically stating to the International Business Times, In recent weeks, I have not been hungry at all. I'm hoping it's the final stage before I can subsist on air and light alone.
0: Oh, honey.
1: But this is also a woman who is also claimed to be from another planet and that's says true. that she's able to communicate with aliens.
0: That's so At least true. Michelle
1: Pfeiffer was able to get out of it.
0: Yeah. We are we are human beings. We cannot photosynthesize. We need no. more than air and sunlight to live. Right.
1: Leave. And like that's the other thing is that like Plants can photosynthesize, but they also mm-hmm. need water. They you know, do. like water nutrients, a crucial
0: component of like photosynthesis, m-
1: minerals, and nutrients from the ground that we also eat as human beings. So, mm-hmm. like, make sure you're eating a healthy meal. Yeah, go eat something. Go eat something. Go have have a, snack. a snack. We'll still be here.
0: Yeah. Did you get your snack? Was it ants on a log? I hope it was ants on a log.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which cult did you research? I feel really bad for this cult already because I heard that they're just like really awful.
0: They're awful. The guy who founded it thinks he's a genius. And like I left out the part where he was like Jared Leto. Yeah, he's like my IQ is off the charts and I'm just so smart and man, 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 man. like he's a real piece of shit. So I'm going to warn you guys right up front. There is going to be some discussion of sexual assault and sexual abuse because I'm going to be talking about Nexium, which made the news a couple years ago. This is the NXIVM cult that is a cult That uses celebrity women to perpetuate their bullshit, or did until this motherfucker got fucking arrested. Spoilers for it, but anyway, just just so you're aware. This all comes courtesy of Wikipedia, Radar Online, The New York Times, Rolling Stone, Forbes, and Newsweek. Because, again, this was a fairly recent news story, so reputable sources. Yep. Founded in 1998, Nexium is, in its own terms, a multi level marketing company based out of New York. Like, genuinely, right off the bat, multi level marketing, not a great start. Yeah. Through its executive success programs, or ESPs, they offered seminars on personal development and self improvement with the goal of helping people experience more joy in their lives, which is, you know, classic pyramid scheme.
1: Yeah, sounds like any kind of like self help. Yeah, like a self-help seminar that turns into a pyramid scheme or something to that effect.
0: Yeah, but in late 2017, Nexium made the news for an entirely different reason when allegations broke that it was actually a front for an abusive sex cult. Let's dive in, shall we? Uh, Yeah. First, the scammy business side of things, because even before you get into the gross sex cult abuse stuff, it was not a great company. So Nexium was founded by Keith Rainier. Remember that name? That guy sucks. Okay. And Nancy Salzman, who would insist on re- being referred to as Vanguard and Prefect, respectively, during seminars. Yikes. As soon as I read that he preferred to go by Vanguard, I was like, I hate him. Yeah. This guy sucks. And then he just got worse. Allegedly, Rainier picked Vanguard because of a favorite arcade game of his where you destroy your enemies and then you get more powerful the more enemies you destroy, which, like, fucking nerd. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the conceit
1: of, like, every video game, but in particular, like, this guy sounds like he sucks, so... Yeah, he does
0: suck, so fuck this guy. Most of Nexium's philosophy was lifted from hypnosis other religions and other self-help programs so for the low low price this is the lowest program they offer of $7,500 uh, you could take part in an ESP of your very own I would
1: rather try to get a private VIP suite at Jared Leto's summer camp
0: I know right for less it's money cheaper too <laughs> <laughs> Save you like 800 bucks seriously. So the intensive ESP would run for 12 hours and claimed it would empower people and answer important questions about what it means to be human. You don't have to pay $7500 for that. Just watch a YouTube video. There's a yeah. thousand YouTube videos that want to talk about what it means to be human and they're free.
1: There are a lot of Instagram accounts that are yeah. free to follow for self-help. like yeah
0: follow those instead
1: and they're actually pretty good.
0: If you don't have 12 hours or $7,500, you could take a course through one of Nexium's umbrella corporations, it, which includes delegates, which is basically like TaskRabbit, but only for young women were working. So like uh-huh. TaskRabbit, you hire somebody, you're like, I need to move a couch, you call TaskRabbit, they'll come move your couch. Except it was young women working. Mm. Red flag, right? gonna mm-hmm. get worse. The Source, which was an acting workshop... The Society of Protectors for Men to Help Them Learn to Protect Women. Mm. Or Janus, a female empowerment group that taught that men inherently have more character and fortitude than women, and women are prone to game-playing and flightiness. Mm. I put in my notes at this point, flames on the side Side of my my face. face. (laughs) Because that's how I felt about
1: this. That's how I feel right now.
0: You could also take a longer course for anywhere from $25,000 to $100,000 for six sessions over 18 months.
1: Who has that money?
0: That's an excellent question. The worst part is a decent number of people have that kind of money. By 2003, so within like five years of its inception, about 3,700 people had participated in an ESP, including a former Surgeon General... An Enron executive, no stranger to scams, and a child of former Mexican President Vicente Fox, amongst general entrepreneurs, actresses, and heiresses who participated.
1: So rich people have yep. that kind of money. Yeah, rich people have that kind I of should money. Should have guessed.
0: One participant said that the course was, quote, like a practical MBA where they teach executives how to identify and change negative behaviors, find their motivation, and divine the right goals.
1: Uh. By focusing
0: on your own self interest and avoiding the concerns of other people, who the courses consider parasites, you can be truly ethical and succeed. So,
1: do you remember, we're going to talk about this next week, too, but yes. this lipsology thing.
0: Uh-huh. Basically,
1: you and I are the kind of people who like to lift up other people, we do. even at the expense
0: of ourselves. We do. Like, hearing this, this is some bullshit. Oh, other people aren't parasites. It's going to get worse. And, like, that was the other thing. A lot of the articles referred to, it's basically because he ripped his philosophy off from a bunch of other shit. One of the mm-hmm. things he ripped off is fucking Ayn Rand. To oh, be like, there's no such sake. thing as community. We're all in it alone, and if you try to help out your community, you're enabling parasites. So fuck that. Anne Rand is the worst. Yes, except for this guy. This guy is actually worse than Anne Rand. <laughs> oh god,
1: he. You know, from... you know what? She she enabled lots of men to become bad people.
0: Yes, he took her as like a stepping stone and made her worse. Yeah, and she was always. There are a lot so of politicians bad. who
1: also took her as a stepping stone and made everything worse. Yep. Yep.
0: In 2003, Forbes initially profiled Nexium and the so called Vanguard after allegations that Nexium was actually a cult where course attendees were encouraged to separate from their families and broken down psychologically.
1: Uh huh. Like a cult.
0: (laughs) Sounds pretty culty. And, like, what's amazing, (laughs) we'll get into it in a second, but, like, Vanguard, fucking Rainier, and Nexium, when the Forbes piece came out, they were like, we thought this was going to be a positive piece. Why are you so mad and saying we're a cult? And it's like, because you're oh, a fucking cult. Oh, my God. Anyway, the strategies to change their negative behaviors seemed mostly like rituals in idiosyncratic language designed to get dirt on attendees. Forbes even found that Rainier, Vanguard, had run a different pyramid scheme a decade prior and had, within the past few years, been fined from allegations from an ex-girlfriend that he brainwashed her, told her that she was put on Earth to carry his baby that would, quote, alter the course of history, and he harassed her and swindled her out of her business. Uh... Forbes also got the skinny on the ESPs. There are secret handshakes, color-coded sashes to indicate rank, students were expected to bow to the vanguard and to people of higher ranks, And Vanguard would kiss all the women on the mouth, something that Rainier denied, but again, this was in 2003, and what came out about him in 2017, he was absolutely kissing women on the mouth. I hate it. Yeah, he's awful. Uh... It's gonna get worse. Once a day, students were told to recite the 12-point mission statement, and Forbes has a really snarky comment about, like, a lot of these are not grammatically correct, but that's fine. (laughs) Because Rainier says he's, like, super-duper smart or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. This 12-point mission statement includes such gems as, quote, There are no ultimate victims, therefore I will choose not to be a victim.
1: It's like, <laughs> sorry, these, that sounds like a drill tweet.
0: It does. A lot <laughs> of, He's If drill were sincere, that's this fucking oh, asshole. Oh, Jesus God. One course attendee started having hallucinations after frequent 17-hour days and sleepless nights. Another had a mental breakdown. It was also financial abuse. Perpetuated through Nexium. The Seagram heiresses, like, you know, Seagram. Seagram's the soda, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, those heiresses allegedly took out a line of credit to loan Nexium $2 million that Nexium was going to pay back through one on one training sessions and phone consultations with Salzman. So, not Rainier, Salzman, his partner. And then came the lawsuit. Nexium sued the Ross Institute and cult investigator Rick Allen Ross for copyright infringement because Ross had published the secret Nexium manual on his website alongside a psychiatrist assessment that called the courses expensive brainwashing. The suit was eventually thrown out and things went quiet for about 3 years. Okay. Yeah, but so he he tried to sue fuck? for copyright infringement and the judge was like, "No, you're running a cult. There's nothing like no. no, so things went quiet for three years. And that's when we get into the creepy sex cult stuff. So actress Kristen Kreeck from Smallville got involved in Nexium, and Salzman, the co-founder, and her daughter started to focus on Allison Mack, Kreeck's co-star. Mm-hmm. So this is in, like, 2006 or so. While Kreeck eventually left the cult, like, really shortly thereafter, Mack got in deep. Initially with the goal of becoming a better actress through Nexium's classes. So she she started to get more involved because she Smallville finished up. She mm-hmm. wasn't getting roles, and she thought, I'm gonna enroll in this self-help course yeah. to try and become a better actress and get more work. Mac recruited her parents and they all moved to be closer to Nexium's headquarters in Albany. So not great. Mm-mm. And mm. then Mac got recruited to an even more secretive part of Nexium,
1: oh, DOS God.
0: or Dominus Obsequious Sororium, meaning master over the slave women. Great, that sounds
1: like a very healthy group to be a part of. Oh It God. is,
0: yeah. And like the problem is, this group was so secretive that like it was only once you were like really like only the inner, 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 yeah, inner, like inner really inner circle in of Nexium was recruited to this, and he had specifications about who was allowed to join. Mm-hmm. So, Nexium was basically a recruitment network for DOS, where young women would be funneled to become sex slaves. Oh, God. I, okay, some of this is starting
1: to sound familiar to me. Yeah, this is the one, because this like, is the part was, that's like, starting to fam- sound familiar, not yeah. the other stuff
0: yeah allison mac is kind of the turning point yeah so i didn't realize that nexium existed before all of the allison mac stuff came out yeah. but it did it's been around since 1998 it's just the allison mac was kind of the turning point where uh, it uh-huh. t- it tipped from being just like a scammy multi-level marketing thing with a narcissistic overlord right. to being an active like sex abuse cult gotcha So, members of this secret sorority were forced to adhere to a very strict lifestyle of menial chores and low-calorie diets consisting only of squash and carrots to stay skinny, because Rainier preferred skinny women. Uh. These women were also forced to hand over explicit photos and videos and other compromising material, like they were forced to write fake letters, like they were real letters, but they were forced to make fake allegations against family members, saying that, like, you know... My uncle abused me, and they were forced to hand that over as collateral so that they would stay subservient to Rainier. So if they ever tried to leave, it's not just their own compromising video or photo that's going to get leaked. It's also going to be this letter that throws the allegations on their family. Oh, God. They were also forbidden from having sex with anyone but Rainier, who was the grandmaster of DOS. Having sex with him was supposed to be a crucial step on the path to enlightenment. I hate this like it's all awful this is starting to be the tipping point of how truly terrible it is where he's like you have to have sex with me otherwise you'll never be empowered in yourself (sighs) so he's the grandmaster a level below him you have the masters who Mm -hmm. are allison mack and several other young actresses who kind of ran the slave women level so you have the masters and then you have the slave women Mm mm-hmm And so masters would demand that the slave women wake up in the middle of the night to participate in readiness drills or send additional compromising photos. These women also had to use their money to purchase BDSM sex toys to build a dungeon for Rainier. The good news is he never actually got to build his dungeon because the FBI got to him first. But so this was like an additional financial abuse component where it was them having to use their own money to fund his bullshit. And adding to the horror... Rhaenyra would also bind these women and brand them with his initials. And he did not tell them they were being branded with his initials. They were He told them, you have to be branded for enlightenment. And he said that in order for it to take, you had to say... Please brand me. It would be an honor. An honor I want to wear for the rest of my life. Oh, God. In one recording, Rainier told Mac, quote, they should probably say that before they're held down so it doesn't seem like they were being coerced. So this motherfucker knew what he was doing. He knew he was preying on these poor women. He knew he was being a fucking predator. He knew he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. It's awful. Oh, God. As they were being branded, the women were told, pain is how we know how much we love. We know the depth of our love through pain. When they feel the pain, they think of that love. Mm. And like I mentioned before, the terrible cherry on top of the Sunday of terribleness, the DOS slaves weren't told they were being branded with Rainier's initials or even that DOS was run by Rainier. Instead, Mac and other masters, all of whom were hot young women, mm-hmm. largely actresses, they build D.O.S. as an unorthodox feminist organization that would empower women to address their intimacy issues through discipline. Mm. Throughout this, Rainier was using masters like Mac to target higher profile women like Emma Watson to join D.O.S. to kind oh, of give shit. them more clap. Yeah, he targeted Emma Watson. Obviously, she did not join. Yeah. I don't think anybody had any sway, but that was like on his like goal list. Also, Beverly Mitchell from Seventh Heaven was on oh, his like wow. to get list. Rainier had high hopes for DOS. Somehow it was going to recruit enough high-profile people that he would get direct influence over the 2020 election because that is how out of his fucking gourd he is. Oh, he's shit. like, I'm going to run this sex cult in such a big way that I get to say who wins the 2020 election.
1: No. Oh, God.
0: No. At Rainier's behest, this is where it starts to get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So we're, that was the worst part. We're that was the worst, worst part, bit. okay. At Rainier's behest, Mac targeted other young actresses in the source course for actors, promising that they could live out their dreams as a sort of modern Wonder Woman, because the course was designed for these women who felt failed by all of these societal expectations that they have to be mothers and wives and whatever. Mm-hmm. So largely it targeted single young women who felt that they had, like, missed the boat on, like, getting their career together and having a family <sighs> and doing it all and having mm-hmm. it all. So they felt failed by this Wonder Woman. So through dos they could live out their dreams as this sort of modern wonder woman but only if they joined it Mm -hmm. one young woman reported that rainier told her that he needed to break her down to build her back up into the strong woman of her dreams he compared it to being in the army okay and so she was like i'm sorry i don't no thank you yeah in the fall of 2017 it all started falling apart Sarah Edmondson, an actress who had been recruited to DOS, left the group when she found out it was being run by Rainier. Because, again, most of these women thought it was a feminist organization being run by the Masters. So Allison yeah. Mack and those those mm-hmm. women. Catherine Oxenberg of the show Dynasty contacted the press after her daughter was recruited and branded Oh, God! DOS. So that's when she came forward and she was like, This is a, some fucked up shit that's going down. Yeah. And a former Nexium employee turned whistleblower by the name of Frank Parlato started publishing exposés on his website about Nexium's shady practices. Shortly mm-hmm. thereafter, the New York Times broke the story with Edmondson's help. Edmondson even showed her brand, so there are photos of it online that you can oh, see. Wow. We will not put them on the Instagram, but it is mm-hmm. not great. And then the story blew up. Rainier somehow kept DOS so secret that many Nexium employees, including his co-factor Salzman, <laughs> had no idea it existed. Holy shit. That is how, like, deeply entrenched, it's like the cult within the cult. Yeah. And you had to get so many layers in. And even as the walls were coming down around him, Rainier continued to be the worst bag of human garbage, he accused the New York Times of waging a quote, primitive, covertly misogynistic campaign to shame his women for their alternative lifestyles. And I put on my notes, well, actually, it's very feminist of me to have an assault ring targeting vulnerable young women. Oh, so, God. Yeah. This fucking, this fucking dick. I don't have words to describe how much I hate this man. Mm-mm. He even compared DOS to the founding fathers writing the Declaration of Independence. He's like, this is going to change history. Here. And it's like, you you are so full of your... He's awful. I can see now why you're
1: saying that your the cult that you picked is, like, 30 seconds away from...
0: 30 seconds to Mars cult. Yeah, it's like yeah. if Jared Leto doesn't let rein himself in, this is, this is where that path leads. Yeah. To, I'm a godsend, I'm going to give birth to the next coming of Christ, you have mm. to have sex with me to achieve enlightenment, I can control the election... I'm ushering in a new era of human history bullshit. No, God. But longtime Nexium members and DOS cult recruits started pulling away from the organization because they were starting to see, oh, this is this, is, this bad. is bad. Yeah. And then the FBI closed in, and Rainier <sighs> fled the country with some of his most devoted DOS slaves, telling them it was for a quote recommitment ceremony. Mm.
1: but the ceremony
0: never happened because in March of 2018 Rainier was fucking arrested Good. he was hiding in a closet in a mansion down in Mexico because he fled the country and so he was hiding in the closet and his like devotees were trying to like distract the cops and they were like we know he's fucking here like and so as they led him out Mac and several of the other masters watched as he was taken away but they like trailed him out to the car Mhm. Throughout the trial, Rainier maintained that he was, quote, the noble victim of a conspiracy designed to take him down because of how powerful and insightful and intelligent he was.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: He wrote to one of his actress supporters that DOS was good and, quote, vitally important for women and humanity because even as he is sitting in fucking jail, he cannot stop with his own bullshit. Maintaining his innocence to the end, Rainier was convicted on all charges, sex trafficking, racketeering, and conspiracy. He will be sentenced in October of this year, with prosecutors pushing for life in prison. I think the date was October 27th of this year. Mm-hmm. Allison Mack and several other masters were also charged as co-conspirators. I, and at this point in my notes, I put, reform the criminal justice system, but also, fuck this guy in particular, and he can rot in jail. Yeah.
1: hmm So...
0: And that's Nexium. I did not realize how horrible and batshit it was. I just remember mm-hmm. seeing like Smallville actress Allison Mack in Sex Cult, and I was like, "What?" And it's just—it's so much worse. These people were like coerced, and a, a lot of the time with cults like this, is it preys on people who are vulnerable, vulnerable, and it yeah. slowly pulls the rug out from. It. It's like the frog in boiling water. Yeah, don't you don't just realize that you you're in trouble. The, you have to get branded and do all of this horrible, abusive stuff. They don't drop you into that. They start with, okay, well, we have to break you down, and then we're going to build you back up, and then you're going to be strong and tough, and you're going to be empowered and this, this, that, and the other. So they slowly get you going, and they slowly gather more and more dirt on you until they drop you into the boiling water. Oh, I hate it so much. Oh, it's awful. And again, justice system does need reform, and a lot of people who are in prison should not be in prison, and we need widespread criminal justice reform, but fuck this guy. He can Mm. rot in jail. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. So we'll close out this episode with a little bit more levity. We're gonna talk about the Organite Society, or a literal pyramid scheme, or Jaden Smith and Kylie Jenner explore arts and crafts based sex cult.
0: What? So <laughs> Oh, this is what we needed.
1: All my research came from like Gawker and Refinery Twenty-nine and some other like celebrity, like news blog type Love things. It. So you know, teenagers always rolling their eyes and doing their TikToks and Kids making up cults, their you know, dances
0: and their crystal cults. Yeah, it's it's
1: tale as old as time, you know, and time is a construct that was invented by humans because we can't comprehend eternity and also capitalism. <laughs> anyway, in April 2014, a 16 year old Kylie Jenner shared an Instagram post where she is holding a large crystal in the shape of a pyramid. It barely fits in the palm of her hand, and it looks like it's filled with basically like Campbell's tomato soup and also dirt and glitter. Sure. <laughs> she captioned the photograph with just the word love the object is not a paperweight it's not a niche beauty product it's called an organite a man-made crystal composed of organic and inorganic materials that's allegedly imbued with healing and cleansing energies and Isn't i wish you could all see. crystals though yeah sasha's doing the crystal I- dance i'm doing the crystal woo woo hands but it's man-made so that's what makes it different i guess Because I actually like crystal healing stuff. For my wedding, Courtney got me some crystals, and I I like them. It makes me happy.
0: We're generally pro-crystal on this, even if we don't fully believe in them. We just like them. We just like crystals. But this is
1: man-made, and it looks like it's soup and sparkles. (laughs) And also some dirt. So according to Organite.info, the piece, quote, pieces of Organite, which just look like paperweights, are They basically serve to transform negative organ into positive organ. The fuck
0: is an organ? <laughs>
1: I'll talk to you. Check off the gun say, organ in a, a second. It's a thing
0: inside your body that does some sort of functional system to keep you alive. Ah, you're thinking of organs. <laughs> oh. Is it a state in the Pacific Northwest? And that's Oregon. <laughs> oh, then I don't know.
1: <laughs> and it's also not the thing that has, it's like kind of like a piano, but louder. Oh, that's what you find so it in it's church. not in Oregon. No, it's, it's not, not in the, the opera
0: place. Okay, well no. then I don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> Some other beliefs is that these crystals, these paperweights, basically, <laughs> can repel demons and aliens. Ooh. So. That's exciting. Right? So, organ or orgone is a term coined in the late 1930s by psychoanalyst Wilhelm Reich to describe cosmic life energy. Derived from the word orgasm, Oh! it is roughly equivalent to an invisible physical manifestation of Freud's concept of the libido. The po- process of gr- throwing or burying organite near negative energy sources, like let's say a cell phone tower, is known as gifting. Organites first became a thing in spiritual and alternative medical, uh, medicinal practices in 1992, thanks to Karl-Hans Wells, an Austrian man inspired by the work of Reich. So remember, Reich is like in the earlier 20th century, Carl Hans Wells is the late 20th century. So, according to organizeyourself.com, so it's like a pun, <laughs> the objects were finally, quote, perfected in the 2000s by Don and Carol Croft, an entrepreneurial couple, so scammers, <clears throat> that popularized organites as gifts by spreading love and light. Today, the couple also sells an array of other homemade devices and items, including zappers, which claim remove all parasites from the air. All right, so let's Can talk about... Do the... parasites
0: travel via air? I don't think so. I just looked up what Organite I wanted to look at it, and it does look like a very strange craft project.
1: Yeah, it just yeah. looks like... Like, you know how resin's really popular lately? Yeah. It looks like you took a
0: resin activity and then just made it ugly. Yeah, like you did a resin activity, but you didn't clean your table first. So it sucked up like all of your table gunk. So it's like old sprinkles and like old food particles and all that stuff. It's It's really ugly. It's not
1: great. So this cult, it's not just celebrity membered, it's celebrity founded and run. Oh, good. That's what I look for. Right? The Organite Society, and this is where it's kind of unclear, was or is because I feel like this is something that they did and then they just dropped when they got bored, much like teenagers do. I don't yes. blame them, right? Yeah. I pick up and drop hobbies all the time. Yeah. But it was created by Will Smith's son, Jaden, and his then-girlfriend, Kylie Jenner, and also his sister, Willow. Yeah, I was. my mind was very blown. I was like, Whoa. I didn't even know about that. Described on its Instagram page as a secret society... The goal of the Organite Society is to distribute vibe-cleansing pyramids, hockey pucks, and also rectangles (laughs) in
0: order to, quote... vibe-cleansing rectangle.
1: (laughs) Basically, they're just cleansing paperweights. But basically, they're trying to distribute these vibe-cleansing organites to, quote, balance Gaia's energies. So basically, they posted a lot of photos of them looking cool and, like, Gen Z-ish. And it's a vibe. You know, like, it's just... Any teenagers' Instagram? So yeah, it's basically just like the pictures of them like making the crystals with like cupcake tins and like other weird household materials, and reading and posing with books by Osho, the guru. Oh no! I've ba- talked
0: about Osho before. We've talked that about guy was Osho. Full of shit, and he also ran a cult.
1: Yeah. So the guru, Bhagwan Sri Ranjish Manish, of Ranjishpuram, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The big famous cult. Yeah. Yeah. There's a documentary on Netflix called Wild Wild Country about mm-hmm. this cult, so it's really unclear if these kids were just being teenagers and like this thing looks really vibey and whatever.
0: Yeah, let's do this. But
1: it's, so it's unclear if they know the origins of the Oregon's the crystal light, this like what the history of the crystals was, and if they also knew that like actually cults are bad. But basically, I want to delve a little bit into this history of the weird ass crystal? Sure. This is how refinery 29 put it. So I'm quote reading back refinery 29 for a while. It all started with an orgasm. <laughs> That's how they started the article.
0: In a way, didn't we all start, start with an as orgasm? An like not to what be too crass? we if not ejaculated
1: material. <laughs>
0: So gross, but so true. So true. So we should start a cult. <laughs> just that's our tagline. Is what are we if not ejaculated material? I'm just kidding. We would never start a cult. And we do like we a respect nice and you guys cult. too much. <laughs> we do, and it would be like a chill cult if we were yeah. going to do it. So, so it was 1939, and
1: we're in the midst of World War II, and. After World War II, basically came drugs, societal rebellion, and this Dr. Reich, who I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. He was Austrian, and he came to America after escaping Nazi Germany. And he brought his revolutionary methods of therapy and medicine with him. He Ooh. had been a, he was a student of Sigmund Freud, and basically it showed a lot in his obsession with the relationship between physical health and sexual urges Mm. in 1934. He was actually expelled from the international psychoanalytical association after Freud started finding flaws in his practices. So it was like Freud was his teacher, but also was like, why are you doing this? Like, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, Reich argued that if libido was strong and orgasms uninhibited, then a person could reach their physical and societal prime. They would just be thriving. So basically his work, he then coined the term orgones, which is a fusion of orgasm and organism. So to achieve a state of maximum orgasm energy or an orgone, Reich would construct human-sized boxes made of organic and inorganic materials laid on top of one another to rework a person's cosmic energy. So if you're thinking about these crystals, right, Uh that had, like, weird shit in them, that's kind of like it. You're taking organic and inorganic material and trying to layer them. So his claim was if a patient with cancer sat in one of his boxes, their tumors would shrink. So you're thinking about, like, this big cabinet, Kind of like a telephone booth. You walk into the booth, you sit in it, and you bask in its potent orgone energy, and you're also completely naked.
0: I mean, why wouldn't you be (laughs) naked? Why wouldn't you be naked? It's orgasm-based. Right. Why wouldn't you be naked?
1: (laughs) So the boxes were called orgone energy accumulators in reference to the supposed energy that the box attracted due to its materials, often made of metal and wood. According to the Washington Post... They cited the Washington Post in this, too, because the Washington oh. Post wrote about this bat shit stuff, Love too. Love it. Sure. So, basically, the materials are pushing and pulling in energy, and bions... I don't know what a bion is, we're <laughs> like, but basically, bions were re- released when you re- reached the orgasm, and the bions emitted, like, a special type of healing radiation. So then his boxes would emit these bions and s- a stimulated orgasmic energy. <laughs> These words, the O words are like driving me nuts. These are such nonsense words. It's so nonsense word. But okay. (laughs) It's like just word salad, basically, at this point. These boxes were mentioned in pop culture. They had a presence in On the Road by Jack Kerouac, where they were known as sexualized boxes to put you in the
0: mood. Hey, baby, I I think we should have a special night tonight. Let me get the sexy box.
1: Let me get the sexy box. <laughs> yeah, Woody Allen per, uh, spoofed them in Sleeper, and he called them the Orgasmatron. Sure. Woody Allen, okay. Fuck that uh, guy, You're still do, a creep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck that guy, just because you were okay this one time. One time, right? And then also, William Burroughs claimed that sitting in the box gave him spontaneous orgasms. So he just... Jizzed everywhere, I guess. Gross. Do they sanitize the box I between would uses? I hope so. Ew. But Reich was influential enough at one point to meet Albert Einstein in 1941, so even after he had been cu- kicked out of Freud's society. He apparently remarked that people called him crazy, and Einstein agreed that he might be.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought for a second you were going to say, and Einstein said, yeah, people think I'm crazy too. And they yeah, no, it was more that Einstein was like,
1: yeah, you are crazy. Reich also once wrote that God is the cosmic organ of the entire universe. And God's like, you leave me out of this. Yeah. God <laughs> is just a giant cosmic space orgasm. <laughs> but again, are not we not, but just ejaculated material?
0: <laughs> again, whomst among, oomst among us, us isn't just ejaculated material.
1: <laughs> right. So after setting up his labs and boxes in the mid-20th century, Reich saw his work cut short when the U.S. Food and Drug Administration interfered with reports of a burgeoning sex cult spurring from a 1947 Harper's Magazine issue that (laughs) called Reich the leader of a new cult of sex and anarchy.
0: Sure.
1: The FDA didn't like that he was starting to sell his boxes up in Wrangley, Maine, where he had set up a lab. And actually, there is a museum in his honor there today. Oh! The com- FDA also condemned his dubious claims that organ boxes could shrink tumors and possibly cure cancer, especially since he wouldn't let the FDA tes- test the boxes himself uh, themselves.
0: Well, yeah, because they're covered in old jizz.
1: Right. And he also is probably full of it. Oh, and he's
0: absolutely full he's of abso- shit.
1: Yeah. According to a 1947 New Republic article about Dr. Reich and his cult of followers, he would manually relieve the tension on his patients, so i.e. would bring them to orgasm. Here's Um, the
0: thing. That was an accepted medical practice, particularly women, for a very long time. It was the cure for hysteria, as you would go to the doctor and he would give you a nice orgasm. yeah, And then you'd calm down with your womanly nonsense. That's because we didn't respect women as their own individual entities to achieve orgasm. This is weird.
1: Yeah, this is just weird.
0: Because Reich is only one person, he also
1: used the boxes to tide over his patients between sessions. Inside the box, a participant would wait for the alleged cosmic energy to assist in an orgasmic
0: release. Why is cosmic energy so sexual like, I don't is this know a, is this like a, a thing that I'm supposed to have that I don't have it's kind of like
1: I, I would think about it as almost like you know the other fad about like sunning your butthole yeah it'd be like going outside naked and just like hoping that the stars yeah. like just like starfish on your lawn naked yeah and just
0: be like do me
1: do me space astral
0: energy do me yeah. space. <laughs>
1: And so after his work was shut down, much of his research was destroyed. And Reich was actually sent to jail for two years for spreading cool. medical misinformation. He died of heart failure on November 3rd, 1957, nine months into his sentence. So he just like Damn. died in prison because <laughs> the FDA was like, you're spreading misinformation. <laughs> Which,
0: I mean... Can you imagine the FDA enforcing...
1: Could you imagine anyone enforcing the spread of mis- misinformation? Yeah, so,
0: what, a, what a concept.
1: So basically, it's unclear with like the cult of these celebrity children, who are actually now adults since all of this has happened. But it's unclear if they, they actually... did they start
0: doing this?
1: This is back like in the mid-20-teens. Oh, okay, so yeah. they were still
0: pretty young. Yeah, this is when it's they were like... like Modern-day Kylie at, Jenner, who is a parent and like, pushing 30. Right, like, like this push is push when 30, they were like...
1: 14, 15, 16 years old, okay. just really in the height of their weird teen years. So it's kind of like, I mean, I think it's only news because they're famous teenagers. Mm-hmm. So, it's unclear if they were actually like malicious or if they actually understood the extent of what they were researching, especially like, I mean, it gave me pause that Willow Smith was reading the Osho book. um, Because that's actually like. There's a
0: lot of that with Osho in particular because he changed his name to Osho, which makes him seem like this wise, like, Eastern philosophy, like, it's all good kind of dude. So people forget the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh part of it.
1: Yeah. And so it does like. Apparently, these boxes did become like a thing because of this Osho stuff, the cult. And they made their way to India, these weird boxes. So it does get a little bit deeper into that. But basically, these crystals were already bullshit in the 20th century, mid 20th century. And these kids kind of revived it because it's a vibe. Basically, it does seem like these teens... Created their own little club that wasn't yeah. quite a cult, but they took a lot of teachings from existing cults yeah. for their little clubs. So that was like a little concerning, but I thought that would be good to sort of bring us up at the end because it was That's just talking good, about like sex rocks.
0: Was made say, out mine, of dirt. mine's a real bummer, but yours is like fun and wacky. Yeah, uh, which is if we what just I look don't for.
1: delve too deep into it. It's fun and wacky. Yeah, like
0: you just can don't think about it too hard. It, yeah, you can you can easily don't think about it too hard in the sex box. <laughs> Uh, Uh, uh,
1: uh, okay so (laughs) celebrity cults there are so many others so maybe in the future we can talk more about celebrity cults
0: yeah there are so many cults out there and they are truly the spookiest thing because they prey on the vulnerable except when they're wacky and they don't actually prey on anybody they're just teenagers being kids But, yeah, it's just... And who are also just trying to cleanse the world
1: of negative energy put out by cell phone towers.
0: Yeah, we've just put a lot of shit on Gen Z, so, you know, if they turn to crystals, they turn to crystals. They just gotta maybe limit themselves before they hit the sex box phase of crystals.
1: Don't, yeah, just be safe. Don't, Don't fall in line with, like, weird
0: narcissists. Friends don't let friends climb into the sex box. Yeah. So... Thanks for listening, you guys. It's been another Spoop Hour, Hour of Spoop. Again, we're on Twitter and Instagram, and email us at gmail.com. We're at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram. Send us your questions. Do you have questions about us? Like, if we were a crystal, what would we be? Or if mm. we were to start a cult, what would our cult be about? Like, Jenny's ice questions. cream. Jenny's ice cream. Today is not sponsor of the episode. <laughs> so so yeah. ask us questions. Send us your favorite spooky thing. Just come talk to us, and then next week we're going to be kicking it and celebrating our pod anniversary slash 16-year anniversary of being friends. Yay. So thanks for listening again. We hope you're hanging in there. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Be good. Don't go in the sex box.
1: Don't go in the sex box. Think. Save yourself. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches
0: Podcast. A show where
1: two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture.
0: From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye.
1: We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC, Marvel, comic
0: books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more.
1: Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts.
0: You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com.
1: Talk to you soon.